Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to KILT and KILT HD2, an Odyssey station. Let's do the 8 at 8, the Ocho. One. Astros spring training is here. Alex Bregman's contract is a big topic. Everybody's there. Everybody's ready to go. The window is open still. For a World Series championship, Alex Bregman's contract extension, though, is a is going to be a it's going to be a big topic, and we're still waiting for the first offer, reportedly, from the Astros to Bregman. But Bregman says he and Scott Boris, his agent, they are listening. We're listening um, to everything that uh, the team has to say, and um, yeah, just letting Scott and the Astros do that together and and and, and handle that for me, so that way I could be fully focused on on baseball, my teammates winning, and uh, the things that I love to do, playing ball for this great city. All right, so that's Bragman. Now, Jose Altuve, the other Astro OG that's in spring training right now, says he hopes they get a, an extension done with Braggy. We haven't talked uh, about it, but I personally, I really hope he finishes his career here. One of our best players, and not only right now, but you know, in Astros history, he's He's a franchise player, so I really hope that we make something happen for him good that he he can stay uh, for the long term. Um, that'll be another like if if it does so happen, this is Alex Bregman's last year with the Astros. I don't even feel like entertaining it at this point, but that point it's pretty much Altuve. Altuve is almost like Tom Brady at that point, Seth. Where if the Astros go on to win another World Series, say in the next like after Bregman leaves. You know, Brady won a few with this group at the beginning, and he won a few with this group at the end. Altuve basically becomes the Tom Brady of baseball. He won a couple, won one with this group in 2017, won one with oh, almost okay, a brand yeah. new group in 2022. Yeah. And if they win Sorry. one in, say, 26 or 27, yeah. that's a third hole group right there. Sorry, I got confused because with Brady, he went on to another franchise and won uh, one, one, two. So yeah, strictly uh, yeah. Patriot Brady, right? Right, 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 right. Yeah, he uh, he's the one common denominator. Yep. I also think the, the dicey thing with Bregman is if – if another team is out there willing to give him, you know, eight plus years, and we know the t- we know the Astros won't do that, it's very, very unlikely that they do that. But let's say they did. Like I, I don't want to paint ourselves into some corner 
several years down the line where all of a sudden you've got this nice, huge uh, couple of gold retirement watches weighing you down, uh, drowning you, you know, and you you don't want to turn a good thing into a bad thing where Altuve and Bregman are the two guys on the roster where you're like, all right, I mean, guys, this is enough. All right, we need to move on. Uh, Like, uh, that's what I I worry about way, way, way too far in advance with Bregman getting a long, long deal. Yeah, I would not do a 10-year deal with Alex Bregman. Let me be very clear about that. I would not do a 10-year deal with Alex Bregman. Um Right. Two. Number two, the NBA All Star Game was this weekend. The All Star, I would for me, the highlight of the All Star Weekend was watching the Celebrity All Star Game and praying that CJ Stroud doesn't get hurt for the entire forty minutes or forty eight minutes or whatever it was for. Did you Did you watch any of CJ in that All Star Game? On I watched some of like the highlights. I yeah. watched him mic'd up. I watched him drive once, and it was it was driving too fast for my comfort. Yeah, I hope he didn't drive that young lady Amber Rose as fast as he was driving to the hoop. Right. Uh, and that one where he got fouled, he got an and one. Mm-hmm. Like on his throw, like, hey, anytime you get an and one, that's uh, or get fouled at all for the most part, that's also on your football throwing arm, man. Yes. We don't yeah. need that nonsense from some little TikToker who's <laughs> trying to make a name for himself. Yeah. Hey, hey, if I tear CJ Stroud's rotator cuff, I'll probably get an extra couple hundred thousand followers. Yeah, dude. Yeah. The the play you're talking about too was in the fourth quarter when they're down by like ten with a minute and a half to go. I'm like, dude, you don't need to be absorbing yeah. contact on the way to the rim from some dude, you know? Well, not to mention Micah Parsons is out there being the ultimate D bag, like lowering his shoulder into people in an all a celebrity yes. all star yes. exhibition game. <laughs> One of those would be like CJ Stroud. If like if CJ had decided to really D up Micah Parsons, he's gonna have to take a charge. I'll tell you the thing, like of all forget about the contact, forget about the you know Michael Parsons you know rolling around like a bowling ball at about a like about four minutes to go in the game, one of the dudes on one of the teams is dribbling up the floor and his leg just slips out from underneath him. Yeah, you know, like clearly like a sweat spot on the floor or something like that. I'm like, I right, get him out of it, get CJ out of there. Like that's like that's the one thing that even if you're just staying away from all the the BS going on in the lane, yeah. the, all the if you're just staying away from Michael Parsons who's causing most of the BS in the lane. But if you're running down the floor and your leg slips out from under you, I mean, you you can tear an ACL like that. I don't. Yeah, I, I, I didn't the, like it. The Cowboys fans must not like that Micah Parsons was seemingly taking this All Star game more seriously than the Cowboys took the playoffs. Right? <laughs> I'm not even trying to troll here or anything. I'm putting myself in the shoes of Cowboys fans. And Micah Parsons is he he's good for a few kind of odd things that he says that might stir up a fan base, like him just openly talking about how he might leave alongside Dan Quinn or what have you. Like, I feel like after just being so thoroughly embarrassed and throttled in the playoffs, uh, from what should have been, like, was a good defense in games that didn't matter? Now all of a sudden you've got Micah Parsons acting really tough in a game that doesn't matter. Yeah. Whereas uh, it was, they just completely disappeared in a game that did matter. Yep. Three. Uh, quickly, the uh, All-Star weekend things, not including C.J. Stroud. The East wins the game last night, 211-186, to 186, the most points ever scored, 397 in an NBA All-Star game. The over-under was 358. <laughs> they sailed past that. 211-186. Uh, to 186. I guess some of the players on the East made surpassing 200 points total in this game. A big deal at halftime, Seth, from according to Sam Amick of The Athletic. Well, they said, yeah, they wanted to break the record for just Scott. Yeah, I don't know. Sam Amick is upset. Like, I, I thought he was selling some kind of conspiracy between the East and the West, but it was just the East saying, like, yeah, let's score over 200. I, I don't know. 
Uh, people are, the old, the olds, like people my age and older, are like really, really just in extreme hand wringing mode over the fact that nobody seems to be taking the All Star Game seriously anymore. Well, Adam Silver is too. Like if, at least he's paying lip service to it. He's like, well, this is something we got to fix. They made him look dumb, Adam Silver, because he'd been talking all weekend long. Because they went away from that format where guys pick sides. I thought that had been kind of working where you had the two captains picking teams like a playground. Like the effort looked like it had gone up a little bit in previous years where you had Team LeBron versus Team Giannis. And you remember nobody wanted to pick James Harden and all that stuff. Like the draft. Like that was kind of fun. I like that. They went back to the East-West format this year. And if, you, if effort is your thing, it was a huge failure. Like I'm not big on it one way or the other, but they've... You know, I and I'll, we'll see what the ratings are for it. That'll ultimately be how the thing's measured. Like, are people watching it? If people are watching it, then then I don't know that the NBA's got this huge problem. But we uh, we shall see. Four. Four. All right. Um, Kansas City, the Chiefs have exercised the option in Chris Jones's contract that allows them to franchise tag him here. The franchise tag window begins tomorrow. Runs for two weeks. Um, we went through earlier in the show a list of guys that. Texan fans probably have their eye on that may get hit with franchise tags starting tomorrow. Um, Chris Jones, I think, is on the list of guys that will get hit with a franchise tag. I don't know if he should be on the, the board for the Texans. That's a $30 million a year guy probably. Um, his option, his franchise tag is going to be over $30 million a year for the Chiefs. Yeah, it seems like all signs point to Chris Jones remaining a Kansas City Chief. So yeah, they paid four million dollars or so for the right to give him the franchise tag. So like uh, you can say, well, that's nothing or what have you. Like it's four million dollars just to have the right to franchise tag him. So at the very least, it gives them uh, motivation in negotiations. And the Chiefs are not, you know, they did a lot of the painful stuff already when it came to clearing salary from their board, like trading Tyreek Hill. They're they're fifteen million under the cap right now and they might be doing something with Mahomes contract to clear even more space. So I think they'll I, I suspect Chris Jones is gonna be a chief for at least another couple of years. Five. Five. Um this is interesting and this is something that is probably sparked by CJ Stroud, I would imagine. Um we all recall the S two cognition test last year that CJ Stroud reportedly scored in the eighteenth percentile on. CJ Stroud, of course, a um, he is a client of Athletes First, David Mulligetta, his agency. Athletes First, Seth, is directing its prospects in this year's NFL draft not to participate in any cognitive testing in the pre-draft evaluation process. Athletes First emailed NFL teams last month to notify them of the decision. Three executives for two different NFL clubs confirmed that to The Athletic, that they did receive an email from Athletes First, and the email read, After much internal discussion, the agents at Athletes First have directed our draft prospects to respectfully pass on participating in any cognitive or psychological testing during the pre-draft process. And they list a couple different types of tests, including the S2 test there. So, um, C.J. Stroud, trailblazer, his 18th percentile score spurred what looks to be change in the cognitive testing area. You know, I think part of the problem here, too, is that it's... um I don't. I wonder. It's not even maybe as much about the S two test itself, because every single test that there is in the combine, you know, has its flaws. And anytime anybody tries to sell it as like, oh, this is the be all end all, and this will tell you whether a guy can be a good quarterback or a good defensive end or what have you, like there, there's, it's never a hundred percent. You know, uh, you, like you can you can find any great Hall of Fame player who had a horrible forty or ho- had a horrible three cone drill or what have you. So I think the biggest issue is the actual, 
leaking and then publication of these test scores because they get framed as IQ tests, even though they're not. Um, like that was the problem with the Wonderlick. Now with this S2 cognition test, it's got the word cognition in it, so people look at it like it's an intelligence test. Even people who are criticizing uh, it as a bad test are inaccurately also calling it an intelligence test. So it ends up like giving a, it ends up skewing people's perception of your your player like he's a dummy or something. And I think that's probably the bit. I don't know what you do about it because it's not like the S2 test itself are the people that are putting the scores out there. You know, there's all kinds of... I was talking to somebody the other day whose conspiracy theory was that the Texans leaked it so that CJ would fall to them. That's impossible because the, the, the Panthers subscribe to the test. The Texans do not. So, like, that doesn't make any sense that they fall would... Fall to them at two? <laughs> yeah, I know, like, I know. Makes, okay, I need these people. I need to know who these people are. That's the du- <laughs> so, It's mathematically the dumbest thing. They're picking second. Fall to them. What the hell? So, well, but... Yeah. Um, well, maybe they would have thought that somehow he'd plummet even further. And they trade down? Okay, whatever. So, Galaxy brain. And then another another thing that I've seen people say about athletes first directing their clients this time around and not submit to the S2, they, they'll point out that athletes first in this draft doesn't have any of the marquee quarterbacks. They do have Tunga Vailoa's little brother. Okay. Um, I would argue that it's actually... It's actually a little bit more dicey for a guy who's not a slam dunk first rounder to skip one of the tests at the combine. For sure. Because then people are more likely to be like, oh, wait, wait a second, this guy's a fourth rounder and he's a diva or what have you. So, uh, I, but I, I'm with them, man. Like, if they're going to, if, if, look, athletes first didn't shy away from any of the adulation that people were heaping on their test when uh, people were talking about it last year. And uh, likewise, look, if, if these scores are going to get leaked, then screw it. I don't want my kid getting his name out there like that. Six. Um, Antonio Brown took to social media to say something interesting this weekend, and I have not checked to see if J.J. Watt has replied to it. But Dove Kleiman, aggregator, tweeted out, random fact, at J.J. Watt, at AB84, that's J.J. Watt and Antonio Brown, played on the same offense together at Central Michigan in 2007. Watt played tight end. And he has a picture of young J.J. Watt on Central Michigan and young Antonio Brown on Central Michigan. I mean, J.J. looks like he looks like a frightened junior in high school in this picture. Um, so that's that was the little fact that Dove Kleiman tweeted out there that they were teammates in 2007. And then Antonio Brown retweets it and says, before bro went steroid crazy, talking yeah. about J.J. Watt. So basically, Antonio Brown went on Twitter this weekend and accused JJ Watt of gassing up on steroids. I thought it was um I think it's like kind of a pretty good indicator of where Antonio Brown is right now, uh like in the public esteem that I didn't see a single response. No attention. Like, really? Yes. Almost just not a single person that I saw and I scrolled for a while, really thought like, oh yeah, A B makes a good point here. Yeah. N- name just, I-, I mean he's honestly he's just He's completely gone off the rails. He's loco. He's like, he's made comments about Brady's wife and her ex-wife and just uh, like stuff you don't do, you know? Yeah. Stuff you don't do. Yeah, I thought the exact same thing. I'm like, man, you could fill in the name of almost any former J.J. Watt teammate, and if they said this, it would at least get a little bit of attention. Right, right. This is the most attention it's getting is right now. Yeah, like if Dwayne Brown or somebody like that did it or something, like, yeah, there's going to be a discussion about it. Or somebody in Wisconsin that played with him. You know what I mean? Right, right, yeah. You know, like anybody. Yeah, 
If but Antonio Brown says it's like he's just so clearly just he has zero credibility anymore, you know. Yeah, if anything, yeah. that's what you like. If JJ Watt actually took steroids, this would be a positive development for him. Antonio Brown saying he took steroids, like this will throw people off the scent. <laughs> <laughs> Antonio Brown claiming it's true. And in this picture at Central Michigan when JJ was a freshman. He looks like somebody that they would cast in a movie to show, like, the green recruit in a war movie. <laughs> like, the kid that's totally like, looks, oh, dude, man, this kid's not ready for this. He looks terrified. <laughs> I just saw All Quiet on the Western Front, the latest edition of yeah. it from a couple years ago. And uh, there was there's a kid that looked almost exactly like J.J. in there. Like, oh, boy, this kid's... This kid's a, this kid's not going to make it. Not yeah. going to end well for this. There's kid. no way. In, there's no way in hell this kid's going to make it through World War One and or become a perennial All Pro oh in the my NFL. God, that's funny. Seven. Seven. Uh, Russell Wilson's Denver mansion is for sale. Remember that big deal was made out of that? Like this was when he bought this, Seth, twenty five yeah. million bucks. It was the biggest real estate transaction, biggest residential real estate transaction in the history of the Greater Denver area. When he bought that house. We're oddly fixated also on the number of bathrooms. Twelve bathrooms. I was just going to say it, man. Twelve bathrooms. I was the first. I I know I'm fixated on it. Twelve bathrooms in that house. How many of those were half baths, though? That's what I want to know. Once you get up into that stratosphere, you don't know. If you see, like, two and a half baths, you know they're like, oh, okay, there's two full full bathrooms in one half. Right. Once you get up to you know, once you get up into the double digits, how many half baths to full baths there? That's true. That's true. How many toilets? How many actual toilets in the house? Yeah. Because when you take half well, baths, no, do you oh, add yeah. them? Do you add them together? Like, are two half baths equal to one? Or yeah, and the yeah, it's not like they're not going to say, "Well, there's eight full baths plus." I think you do say it that way. Plus probably. six half baths. I think that's what you should do. Yeah, I guess that means they have no half. This baths. This is a real pain in my ass when it comes to buying twenty five million dollars. Yeah, screw houses. you, Russell. Is it Wilson? like I have to like call up the realtor? Yeah. and be like, okay, realistically, I have my assistant call up the realtor and say, okay, of the, of that total bathroom count, how many are half baths? Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, I love the way this was framed in one of the articles I read that Russell Wilson and Sierra are giving tours. Providing tours of their house in an effort to sell it, and I picture Russell like greeting people at the door, like as him as the tour guide, like he's doing the walk- like welcoming him in, like at a Christmas party. Yeah, <laughs> really, like, it's got to be. There's a yeah, and he's yeah. walking backwards like tour guides do when they're giving a tour of things. Like you know, yeah. here as we stop right here, here is my office that I have to use a whole lot more now because they took away my office at the Broncos facility. You I have to want use- to see where all the magic happens. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So Russell Wilson, if you guys are in the market. For a $25 million-plus mansion in Denver, good news. There's one available. <laughs> if just people start walking through, like, the Griswolds or something, yeah. you know? Like, somebody that's clearly not in the $25 million house. I thought about that. Bargain. Don't they have some way of, like... like Yeah, uh, they're definitely vetting these guys. Yeah, I would think a, so, especially for a celebrity. I don't house. think you usually have the open house for the $25 million That'd one, be awesome right? if you did, and they're giving away, like... You know, little cookies and things like that. I saw an article in the Chronicle a couple of weeks ago about how home sales of, I think that, I can't remember what the cutoff value was, but it was like maybe over $10 million or something, like yeah. a, a pretty high number. Like they've, they've kind of really started ratcheting up in Houston. To the point where they're building like, like, like $15 million spec homes. Jeez. Which I didn't even think was that. I didn't even realize that was a thing. Life is good, man. I guess if you if you like that's. Woo. Dude, I'll tell you what's a, that's a ballsy move by a contract. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Building a spec home for over ten million dollars caters man. to point zero one percent of the market. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> it's crazy. Eight. All right, last one here. Hey, quick shout out, Cougs tonight, Iowa State at the Fertitta Center. Battle of two top ten teams. Cougs coming off a win over Texas. 
this is a battle for the top of the uh, Big 12 Conference. These two teams tied right now. 9-3. and three, Revenge game for the Cougs tonight. Go Cougs over at uh, Fertitta Center. That's your 8 at 8. Eight stories to get your day going. I want to circle back to uh, to these long-term contracts for the Astros and where you're at with Alex Bregman, an 8-10 to 10 year deal, because so far the decisions on these by the Astros have been pretty good. Seth, warning label for Brandy. She may not like this next segment. Uh-oh. It involves her favorite player. Spring, you're going to Springer smear? You're going to smear Springer? I'm just bringing news. Oh, That's boy. all I'm doing. I'm just bringing Springer news that may show Jim Crane knows what the hell he's doing. That is next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We haven't talked uh, about it, but I personally, I really hope he finishes his career here. One of our best players, and not only right now, but you know, in Astros history, he's He's a franchise player, so I really hope that we make something happen for him good that he he can stay uh, for the long term. All right, that's that's Jose Altuve talking about Alex Bregman and the potential for a Bregman contract extension. Bregman has come into camp. He's feeling good. Had a good offseason in Arizona and um, said he feels as good as he's felt going into a season as he has, as he ever has. Now, he also said that Scott Boris and he are listening to uh, contract extension offers. Well, they haven't got an offer yet, but they're listening to the Astros. There will be an offer eventually. I am I am not super confident it's going to meet what the expectations are for Scott Boris and Alex Bregman because we've we've been down this road before with free agents who are hitting their second contract, looking for X amount, and the Astros saying, we're just not in that business. It was George, I would say George Springer was probably the first one that fits this category. In, um, well, if we want to include Garrett Cole, sure. I don't think Garrett Cole was ever remaining a Houston Astro, but after 2019, Cole left, and the Astros are never going to give an eight year deal to Garrett Cole at $36 million a year. They just weren't. Um, but I think that Bregman, Seth, fits more like the George Springer, Carlos Correa mold because they're like OG rebuilding era 
Astros. Yeah. You know, like yeah. they they're you know Springer was drafted by the Astros, came up through the system. Correa drafted by the Astros came up through the system. Bregman drafted by the Astros came up through the system, and they were the linchpins of the very first championship in 2017. George Springer was a 31 year old outfielder. While he was an All Star, he had major injury issues, and the Astros were never going to pay six years, 150 million, which the Blue Jays did pay, and are now at a point three years into that Springer contract where it's become like the the way they're treating Springer is sort of the warning label on contracts like this. He, here was um, the uh, the Blue Jays manager Schneider on how they're looking to handle George Springer, who was signed as an all-star center fielder three years ago, how they're looking to handle Springer this upcoming season. George Springer, what do you see as the ideal distribution of starts for him either at DH or in the outfield? Yeah, Georgie, you know, getting a little bit older. We joke with him a little bit. Um, Majority of it in right field, you know, definitely cycling him, you know, in and out of the DH here and there. But looking back at last year, I kind of, you know, take a little bit of blame of Georgie breaking down. I I ran him out there quite a bit because we were playing in so many close games. Um, So, you know, perfect world, you know, he's definitely getting his days off too. I think, uh, you know, us playing on turf, uh, the way he plays, he plays so hard every single night that takes a toll on him. And uh, we've communicated with him already. It's, you know, we're going to be pretty deliberate with how we build you up. And then being smart early in the year if he needs to blow here and there and, you know, not add on those extra 50 or 75 plate appearances like we did last year. But um, can't speak enough about how he transitioned to right field full time. He was awesome out there and uh, looking for more of the same from him. Yeah, so now he's a right fielder, not a center fielder. Now he needs to DH a little bit, needs rest. Ha, 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 we're joking about how he's getting older. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, you know, if you're cool about paying him, you know, twenty two, twenty five million a year for his age thirty five through thirty seven seasons and load yeah. managing him, then then awesome. But I imagine Jim Crane hears a quote like that, Seth, and he's like, "Hmm, see, see, I know yeah. you Astro fans. Yeah, no. <laughs> I know you want to keep him, Brandy, but well, I, <laughs> I guess um, the biggest thing with uh, Springer is that Springer is old, you know." Uh, Springer was very, uh, like he, he was already up there in years. Whereas with Bregman, Bregman's 24 years old. No, um, no, no, no. Bregman's not. It, what's that? Bregman's not right now. Or sorry, sorry, sorry. When Bregman signed his last contract, yeah, yeah, he's 24 yeah. years old. Sorry. Um, but how old is he now? He's 20, he's 30, I think. Yeah. Is he 30 already? Yeah, I'll look. Jeez. Okay. Um, so yeah, 29, yeah, he the, turns 30 this season. The fact that, um, I'm just, I, I there's yes, there's all kinds of reasons not to give him a 10-year contract. I think everybody agrees with that. Everybody believes that. I think the biggest thing that people wonder or worry about is um like whether he whether somebody else is going to be out there giving him the competition to sign an 8 to 10-year deal. I mean, he still is he's very much considered a top 5 third baseman in baseball. Um and you know, like Nolan Arenado or Rafael Devers, like they those guys have an eight-year contract, a ten-year contract, and he's right there in that that class of third baseman. Um, so, like, there's going to be competition for him out there that on a on a thirty-plus million dollar per year contract because he's in he's in that class. Yeah. It's just a matter of all right, if it's more than if it's more than five years, are the Astros even going to be in the conversation? Yeah, I don't think they will be, and I think it's things like Springer and you know Correa. Who he's you know he's done two years now whatever it is with Minnesota yeah and statistically it hasn't gone great hell yeah two teams punt on him before he even became 
a member of their team because there were X-ray, you know, things showing up in his X-ray. This is I'll give Bregman credit for this. He's done everything he can do to put himself in position to get this deal from the Astros because he had major, not major, but he had injury issues for those couple of years. The COVID post his twenty his twenty nineteen season was his biggest season. Twenty nineteen yeah. is when he was runner up for the MVP of the American League. He had forty something home runs, and it looked like Alex Bregman was off to the races. And then. The COVID year hit, and he was injured. And then in 2021, he was injured. He has been a rock the last two years. Like, he has been – you can put him in ink every day in the lineup. So his only real question was durability, and he's answered that in spades with whatever he's done with his routine in the offseason. So he's done everything he can do, I think, to get the contract from the Astros. I also think Bregman – I'm going to take up for him here too – Whereas his stats are not like eye popping, you know, like it's, you don't look at his numbers and go, boy, like his offensive numbers and go, boy, there's a 10 year, $300 million guy. I think he's one of those guys, Seth, that the bigger the game gets, the bigger the situation gets, the more nuanced the situation gets in the postseason. Bregman is a guy you at least know you can count on for quality at bats in the postseason. Like he's, yeah, he's not a 40 home run guy anymore. Yeah. But he's probably not going to strike out in a big situation. He's probably going to work eight pitches from a guy and draw a walk. His on-base percentage is still really, really good. He's a guy who I think is way more valuable on a good team than he is, than he is on a bad team. I think, uh, like, honestly, Manny Machado is the scary one there because he was 30 years old when he signed his contract. And it was, a, it was an 11-year contract for... 31 million uh, 31 per year, you know, three, 350 million dollar contract. And like Bregman and Machado, I think there are a lot of, I think there are a lot of teams that would rather have Bregman on their team than Machado. Um, so like that's like, I know, and I know, I know exactly because I get the responses every time I talk about this. People talk about, no, there's no way in hell because that's dumb. There's a, no, there's not a difference. What will happen and what is dumb are two separate things. You know, like, yeah, that Manny Machado contract is stupid. Uh, and yet somebody, somebody offered it. It's out there. So like to think that there's no way in hell Bregman will get a 10 year contract, then that the Astros won't have to compete with that. I think uh, like you're just, you're, 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 you're wearing blinders. So like at, at some point, I think most Astros fans would feel like, okay, yeah, you can't be giving him, you can't pay him 350 million over 10 years. I almost feel like any of those contracts though, that the, that were done by the Padres don't count. Yeah. <laughs> they like half the guys who have those deals. Fernando Tatis, Xander, Bo- Xander Bogarts, who they're moving to second base now. Uh, Manny Machado. They couldn't keep Juan Soto because they only had so many 10-year contracts they can give out yeah. with, with San Diego. But your point is a good one, which is, yeah, the contract exists at that position. I guess Rendon would be the other one that like Woo. he signed it when he was 29 years old. And that's a horrible contract. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right. You know, so he was, he was 29 when he signed that. It was yeah. a seven year contract. Yeah. So like that's getting more into the range of like, okay. All right. I think a lot of people realistically would say, yeah, okay. I could see a team giving Bregman a seven year contract. Yes. And, uh, like a lot of teams would rather have Bregman than Rendon right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so where, you know, it, like that's what would the Astros. Would the Astros pony up thirty-five million per year for seven years, like they did for Anthony Rendon? Yeah, yeah. Well, and and and, and, and with seven years, you know, to this point, to this point, you know, extensions that have extended into somebody's mid-thirties, the most they've done is five years. You know, they just yeah. this Jose Altuve deal. So, so I so that's I just say I bring all those contracts up just to show that I'm. 
I'm not optimistic that Bregman's going to be here next year because I think as long as he as long as he has a solid season, there's going to be teams out there that, especially with his playoff experience and yeah. everything else, are are going to give him that Rendon money at least. And yet, there's still huge names sitting out there on the free agent market, and it's February 19th. You know, yeah. like Blake Snell is still sitting out there. You know, Jordan Montgomery is still sitting out there. Unless one of them signed over the weekend, I didn't see it. Matt Chapman, Cody Bell. Matt Chapman, who Bregman said he worked out with this offseason in Arizona, he's still sitting out there. Like, I, yeah, I'm, Bregman's a great player, but the way free agency's working in baseball, guys are still sitting around in February and March waiting for offers. It's yeah. weird. It's weird. Um, so hopefully something happens. Boy, that Rendon, I'm glad you brought up that Rendon one. Maybe that's the one that scares the market into like dialing it back a little bit on some of these guys. See, I and I knew, see, this is exactly like, Okay, I love Breggy, but he's just been a barely above average third baseman. Definitely not a thirty a year guy. Sorry, like that's your. You don't feel like he's worth paying thirty a year for seven or eight years. He's a top five third baseman. Um, you know, like whether you know, like it's not what you want or expect out of him as a as a third baseman or what have you. Like he's a top five. Like pretty much objectively, as objective as such uh, such metrics can be. Uh, like he's very, very, very well regarded around the league. Yeah, I mean, if you're just gonna look at home runs and RBIs, and you look, you go, okay, he's he's above average. He's pretty good. He's an elite defensive player who was really good defensively last year, really good. Um, and I think he's a player whose style of play fits the postseason perfectly. Disciplined hitter, yeah. draws walks. You plunk him down there in the three or four. Well, probably. You know, I think the Astros had him in the what the three hole, four hole, wherever. You feel like okay, he's not. He's not. Some grenade you're putting in the middle of your lineup that's some empty, just an empty spot. If he's not getting hits, he's gonna, he's gonna find a way to make some things happen. Good clubhouse guy. It's really like his discipline. It's a combination of his fielding plus his discipline at the plate. Uh, like especially his discipline at the plate and his consistency. Um, not to mention like his power for what he has and everything. It just, it's, it's the total blend of everything. But without the eye-popping stats, I think that's where people feel like people don't recognize just how good he is because he doesn't have the eye-popping numbers. Well, and I think too, he's a guy that I don't think you have to worry about. How's he gonna? How's he gonna play after you give him a bunch of money? Yeah. You know, like how, not. And I'm not saying that because he's already been given a bunch of money by the Astros. I'm saying that because I think the dude is probably like the biggest baseball junkie that there is on the team. You know, I, I don't know what. I don't know how to compare him to guys on other teams, but I know for the Astros, like if I had to pick one guy who's in the batting cage at one in the morning, it's probably Alex Bregman. You know, like I think he's hyper competitive and I think he just loves playing baseball, you know? Yeah. Um, No, and that's why I like, and honestly, that's why with a lot of this stuff, I go to the lists just to check where the the baseball heads have everything just to be objective about it because I love, you know, I love Bregman and I don't want to be biased about it. And uh, like, I feel like he needs to be higher than a lot of people regard him. And like, that's where, yeah, if I try to, if I go and look for outs, people outside the city of Houston that are smart baseball people, they, they similarly have a very, very high regard for Bregman. He's going to get paid somewhere. Oh yeah. It's just, it's, it's so it's, it, it, but if, but I also agree with people. If they don't think that, yeah, it shouldn't be the Astros doing it for seven or eight or nine years. Certainly. Yep. All right. Um, Payne and Pendergast with you. On a uh, Monday, President's Day. Hope you had a great weekend. Um, C.J. Stroud learned a few things about him over the last couple weeks. One of them that you're about to hear, fiercely loyal. Not just loyal, fiercely loyal. You will hear that from C.J. Stroud coming up next.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, this was this was pretty funny. Um, the Pivot Podcast with Fred Taylor, Ryan Clark, and Shannon Crowder. We should point out, Fred Taylor and Shannon Crowder, both alums of the University of Florida. That's relevant yeah. here in a couple minutes. And Ryan Clark, an alum of LSU, also relevant because they sat down with C.J. Stroud last week. And uh, it's a good podcast. Um, but they got into a topic where... At least the clip I saw, Seth, Fred Taylor had been kind of, and you're going to hear it here in just a second, kind of going in on how Ohio State had not made the most of its talent over the last few and years. He, well, and to be clear, like, yeah, I watched the entire episode. Um, he he wasn't really going at CJ. Okay. He was more just, Fred, I think, was trying real hard to, in my opinion, Fred was trying to set frame it as like hey you know you guys do have a lot of talent like what do you think has kept you from winning a national champion yeah yeah um cj did not take it that way <laughs> like cj i think cj felt like it was a little a shot at ohio yeah. state because he went into the where did you go to school thing with fred taylor really the three of them but it started with fred taylor here is the here's the first snippet from that the program oh, trying to do fair less work? with more. That's what trying to it is oh, you're trying to, to say me. like we don't be winning. Nah, you guys win, but you don't win the big ones. Okay, um, let me like, tell you. I, mean, you guys I, can, talk, some I can talk about it. Let they me produce see. some players. It's crazy. Sometimes, and, and you and y'all know this, I've been on teams where we were the best team. Like Every time I've been on high school, we were the best team in the world. Sometimes the best teams don't win the game. You you Sometimes you lay an like, egg. And don't get me wrong, college is is three to four years for most guys. Five years if you're lucky. Right. That's not a lot of time to win. A lot. Don't get me wrong. I'm not making excuses, but like, it is tough to 
to look back and be like, man, like we we should have won it all. Like, yeah, no duh. But like sometimes it just doesn't shake like that, you know. So, well, where did you go? I went to Florida. Come on, man. What is we talking about? I mean, but I <laughs> won that. But CJ, I'm thinking he went to Bama or something. <laughs> <laughs> look, and I'm gonna, you heard Fred there say, "Hey, I won," and I don't think they ever got. I don't know if they just. I think they edited this a little bit. Um, because like, yeah, Fred won a national championship his junior year. He wasn't the starting running back his junior year, I don't think, but he was like, he played in, you know, he played the entire season. So yeah, I, I mean, Fred, Fred did win a national championship. <laughs> I, I saw a lot of people acting like CJ won this one. I don't, I don't know about that, man. Like Fred's got, Fred's sitting there with a national championship. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought Fred kind of held back a little bit. Here's a little bit yeah. more. Here's, here's CJ with a little bit more. Disgust with Fred Taylor. I'm talking about yeah. Let's talk uh, about the recent in the last eight. What years. have y'all done? Nothing. So it's, it's, yeah. it's hard to fight. LSU is maybe the only one of the only teams. They only did one good year. Look, I'm, I'm gonna lay down when I have to. Yeah, I come on. I'm fight. thinking you went to Bama or something. Like, what are you talking about? Nah. Oh no. Nah. But I, this it was really oh, no. me praising you. I appreciate the guys that. that you trying to come at the Buckeyes? Come on now. I mean, it, it was the a fuck shot. Eyes, it was a total shot. I didn't expect uh, you to kind of, you know. No, nah, I'm gonna ride for my Buckeyes now. <laughs> he did, uh, CJ. I, I thought he did look kind of genuinely mad, fiercely loyal, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Yes. No, the best part he wasn't. I, he wasn't looking at Fred. He wouldn't look at Fred. He was no, like, I'm gonna, he, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold my conversation with Ryan and Jim. And I'll tell you the second <laughs> he stopped looking at Fred. Okay, play, Ben, play, cue up that. I'll, I'll cue you down, but cue, play that last one. I'm one talking more. about. Yeah, let's talk uh, about the recent in the last eight what years. What have y'all done? Nothing. So it's, it's, yeah. it's hard to fight. LSU, yeah, there it was right there. Nothing. So yeah, he went like this. <laughs> he thrust both his arms at Fred. I was like, nothing. So yeah, I'm gonna talk to these two guys over here. He was so now, disgusted with Fred Taylor. It is. Uh, you know what? Uh, you know what? It made me think of though too is like all this discussion over maybe Kyle Shanahan or the 49ers just can't win the big game. And Kyle Shanahan addressed it in his press conference. And there's almost like, there's nothing you can stand and say that isn't going to, that's going to like shut haters up or anything. But the fact of the matter is, yeah, to get to the Super Bowl, you have to win a lot of big games. And then they played, they played (laughs) the, the chiefs to overtime this year. And like, I like, I don't feel like that should be some condemnation of Kyle Shanahan just doesn't have the DNA in him to win a championship or something. Like, if it's anybody other, Pat Mahomes, who, by the way, when he's got a, um, a final drive to either tie or go ahead in the, in the postseason, he is astoundingly effective. Yeah, he's really <laughs> it's good. It's really, that's the, that's the stat that they needed to take into account when they made their decision. That's the one the, that I should 49ers. take into account when I keep sticking up for Shanahan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there is, no, cause there, there is that element to it. Like, yeah. all right, we, let's remember, it's Pat Mahomes over there. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I think that's a time where you override whatever their analyst, analyst said. You almost got to override it with like, yeah, but they got Pat Mahomes over there. Yeah. I don't care what he's been like during, during the, during the the rest of the game or rest of the season, whatever. Um, yeah, I think so. As far as those Ohio State teams, like in the the Peach Bowl in in CJ's final year, is that like is that an indication that they couldn't win at all or anything just because they couldn't kick a field? goal? No, at yeah, the end of course of the game, not. If, you know? Of course not. If the, if the guy makes the field goal, then we're talking about it like it was a you know not not one of the biggest upsets ever, well, but a pretty big upset. 
you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you look at Tom, if Tom Brady had a bad field goal kicker in New England yes. for just about half of their Super Bowl runs, you know? Well, including a, if you include the run up to the Super Bowl, uh, you know, who knows? Who knows how many he actually wins? It is, it's, it's, it defines so many things about a person, and you forget all of the stupid and bad things that the Chiefs did in that game, in that Super Bowl game. Uh, you know, and you, you focus on all the dumb things that the 49ers did in that game just because of that one final drive. I, um, I watched the first two episodes of uh, Dynasty, or The Dynasty. On, it's on uh, Apple TV. It's on Apple TV, yeah. yeah. I, had, I signed up for Apple TV this morning when I saw that you had watched Oh, this, really? So okay. Yeah, I'll yeah. catch up on it. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was good. Um, I would say that Patriot fans, at least early on here, are going to like it better than your average NFL fans will. Um, I had forgotten how serious Drew Bledsoe's injury was uh, that he sustained that led to Brady coming into the game and becoming the starter. Like it was, it was a fun review of just how the whole Brady thing started and how improbable it was. And, and what a big decision it was for Belichick to keep Brady in there ahead of Bledsoe. Like it was, because it wasn't like Brady was, there was like a justifiable reason, right? Like Brady hadn't, it's not like Brady was lighting it up. No, it's not like the team had gone on a run yet either. Like Bledsoe came back and they were a 500 football team, but there was something about the way Brady ran the offense there was something about his energy, although it seemed like most of the guys thought it was super corny energy at first. He, oh, yeah, he, you said that. Yeah, they, they were like, he came into the huddle and it was all rah-rah. Like, hey, Joe, rah-rah. <laughs> and Ted Johnson has said that, too. Like, there, there were a yeah. lot of side-eyes going on with Brady early on when he was there. Yeah. Um, but eventually you could see, like, he was very capable. But the game where Bledsoe became available again to them was against St. Louis in the regular season, which, you know, ended up being the team they played in the Super Bowl that year. And Belichick kept Brady in as the starter. Like he started in that week, and Brady threw two picks in that game, and they lost the yeah. game. It was a bad game for Brady, and he continued to stick with him. And it was like Bledsoe made no bones about the fact about how pissed he was. Like he got back in his interviews. In his interview, dude, there was an interview they showed of him standing next to his locker, his first time back in the locker room after yeah. he found out he wasn't starting, and he was so surly with the media. And Brady's sitting right there. Like this chair right next to me, and was and Bledsoe, he actually there? Like, you're, yes, was, he's sitting in a chair. <laughs> and Bledsoe, and Bledsoe is saying to the media, "I hope to get a chance to compete for my job." <laughs> well, you know, there's all these stories too that, in hindsight, people are painting them like, "Oh, Tommy's just so competitive." But I remember like these stories about Tom Brady going into that season when he was a backup, like in training camp. Just openly talking shit like while they were out for beers. Ah, dang it! (laughs) Uh, What's the matter with you? (laughs) Yeah, you didn't even pause. (laughs) (laughs) So he would have kept going. Tom Brady. At least people on the stream will get to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. So there are these stories that, like that year in training camp, when they were out for beers, Tom Brady just openly talking smack Dude. about how he was going to take Drew Bledsoe's job and everything. The Brady that was painted in the first two episodes of this thing, keep in mind, was young Tom Brady, yeah. who, who he and a, a young player named Nugent from Purdue, who is Ted. a fellow fellow classmate, not Ted. Yeah. Um, they bought or Brady bought Ty Law's condo from him his second year in the league. Yeah. And the two of them lived there together, you know, so Brady split the cost with Nugent. And Ty Law left 
all of the stuff in the condo for Brady, like all the AV stuff, the pool oh, table, really? the furniture, yeah. everything. It was Ty Law is hysterical in this thing because he's like, man, now that I think about it, Brady owed me $150,000. <laughs> and Brady's like contesting it. They cut to Brady. Brady's like, what did he say? No, he's fleeced me on that condo. It was really funny. But point being, they show, they show clips of Brady. And if you're a young kid who just knows like, to, like Giselle Brady and on, you know, like just yeah. like, you look at Brady in this and you think you were watching a different person. He's boozing with the offensive linemen. He's getting yeah. drunk playing pool at his condo. He's talking leap. You know, like he's um, – It was it, like Howard Stern before and after he married his current Yeah, wife. a little bit. It was like Very Howard different. Stern used to be like the raunchiest dude alive and then <laughs> yeah. he married this wife and now all of a sudden he's Similar. a uh, you know, genteel – three-hour interview dude yeah Yeah, it doesn't it's very patriot centric obviously like when i say patriot centric i mean it paints the patriots in a light that if you hate the patriots there will be a level of frustration watching it but there was no point in watching the first two episodes where i'm like all right when's this over like it was good yeah it was well done um all right pain and pendergast with you on a um on a monday um let's uh let's circle back to the texans bucky brooks just dropped something on nfl.com that is a Texan fan, I do take some umbrage with looking yeah, at the league big time. biggest Super Bowl windows in the NFL. Where are they? We'll talk about it next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.